Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to a story that we've been talking about uh, throughout the program. These 200 or so Chinese firms that are based either in uh, China or in Hong Kong that up until recently threatened to um, perhaps face delisting of American stock exchanges or from American stock exchanges. That seems to be no longer the case. Let's take a closer look at the story with Amanda Icone, Bloomberg's tax reporter, joining us from right outside Washington, D.C. Boy, I remember a couple of months ago, this was a heated issue. How did this get cracked open to a point where we seem to have a little bit of success right now? Sure, that's right. Well, if you remember that the the U.S. Audit Board inked a deal with China in August that set up a framework allowing the regulator for the really the first time to get access to audit internal records like work papers to ac- to be able to interview staff and take testimony for investigations and and that framework uh, you know allowed the board to send staff over there this fall and they've been hard at work. Uh, taking a look at, at the work of audit firms based in China and Hong Kong. I've found all the information that they were looking for. Is the risk of delisting gone away or is it just diminished now? Sure. Well, the risk hasn't entirely gone away. These companies aren't quite out of the woods yet, but uh, the, the public company Accounting Oversight Board announced this morning that they do, in fact, have the access they need to be able to inspect and investigate audit firms based in these two jurisdictions. And and that's that's a significant first step, right, to ensure that auditors based in China and Hong Kong are subject to the same level of oversight as firms in the U.S. and really around the world. The board has been trying to get that to provide that level of scrutiny for over a decade now and has long been rebuked by the Chinese government, which has really considered audit work papers as state secrets until this agreement was inked over the summer. In terms of what it means for these companies, you know, there is a 2020 U.S. law that is still on the books um, that really triggered this um, negotiation between China and the U.S. that led to this opening of audit firm access that we're talking about here tonight. And, 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 and that law, um, you know, is still on the books. And the board has said that if China has impedes its work in any way, that it would change its verdict, that it would find again that China is is again interfering with, with this U.S. regulatory inspection. And, and that could trigger a, a three-year compliance window for companies to find, once again, a PCOB-compliant auditor or face delisting, um, you know, PCOB watchers and, and even members of Congress are, are cautiously optimistic. But this is really considered to be like a, a first step to ensuring that, that, that this routine scrutiny um, 
you know, continues in, in the weeks and months ahead. As we've been following the story over the years, I can't tell you the number of people from Asia who have pointed out to us, and I need verification on this, that the listing standards in Hong Kong are much stricter than those uh, for the ADRs that would trade here in the U.S. So the, clearly in this case, the resistance seemed to stem, as you pointed out, from concern about confidentiality and national security. I mean, does that show up when the shoe is on the other foot, so to speak, when when you have accounting standards? Can that play a part in, in what's disclosed if you're concerned about national security, let's say? Right. So it's important to understand what it is that the PCOB is looking at. They're looking at the work of the auditors, not necessarily the internal records of the company that's under audit. And and so they're, you know, the, the PCOB has had to work through those um, thorny issues with their um, counterparts in Beijing. Um, the the um, CSRC, the China Securities Regulatory Commission, put out a statement tonight that our Bloomberg colleagues have reported on. And, and it includes a, a note that um, that both parties performed their supervisory duties and met regulations for information security protection. I mean, that, that sounds to me like that China felt that those concerns were adequately addressed through this process, but it remains to be seen if, if that cooperation and that mutual understanding will, will continue. Uh, the the board chairwoman, Erica Williams, said today that the board is preparing to continue to do routine inspections again in 2023, and so there will be new more opportunities to test out this August deal to see if it, if it still holds. Yeah, maybe a sigh of relief for those U.S.-based investors that have been holding some of these Chinese ADRs today. The uh, many of them caught a bid early in the session, kind of in the pre-market, but they ended lower across the board, and the Nasdaq Golden Dragon China Index ended down uh, in concert with much of uh, the U.S. equity market today. Amanda, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us. Amanda Icone is a Bloomberg tax reporter joining us from right outside Washington, D.C. here on uh, Daybreak Asia. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at CutterEconomicForum.com.